Hey, welcome to another episode of Always Parched. I'm here with my good buddies, Woe and Dinger. My name is Micah, and uh, this is the follow-up to our previous episode. We're going to check in with the professional on how we did on our very first podcast competition. Mm, can't wait to try them. Nailed it. I'm sure we nailed it. Oh, you did. Yeah, I mean, you guys won, right? Cheers. Hey, welcome back, guys. I know. Got the band back together. Yeah. Oh, include me. Yes, clink. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I already cheers to you. We already clinked. Yeah, but we started over. Double clink. So after a long hiatus, the three of us are back in a room together. Yeah. And we're going to talk about plus an two kids. <laughs> plus, I know. It's been, it been that so long, long that when, too we, long. <laughs> when we recorded part one of this, you had just had a kid. And it's been so long, I've now had a kid too. Yeah. It's the uh, always parched dad squad now. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. That just makes me feel old. We are doing this way out of order because we recorded the our making of, I think, what, in July, August? August. Probably August, yeah. yeah. So a quick recap. Four Roses had a home bartender competition opening it up to celebrate their 130th anniversary. And so people from all over submitted their recipe with a short little blurb about it and a photo attachment. And so Woe and I did that. And this was just for home bartenders? Yeah. I mean, that was their stipulation, but it's probably a wide range of what that counts as. Yeah. And so... They didn't check our home bartender card or anything like that, but... And we had a... But they could tell by your submissions. Oh, we covered that in the previous thing, if you would listen to it. Can you hear my eyes rolling? Yeah. (laughs) So we thought we would bring you back in as the pro, as in, in a, as a gentleman who has won an award in, in a competition, that you could give some insight where we went wrong, where we had it right. Yeah, spoiler just, alert, we did not win. We did not <laughs> win. We will definitely get that. And in the previous episode, Woe and I proclaimed that we would rip the shit out of whoever did win if it wasn't us, but we're not going to do that for yeah. two reasons. We're not going to be that guy. And- Two, it was a fellow local home bartender that won, and we're always happy to see that, even though we're hit with the cold reality that, at best, Woe and I (laughs) were the second and third best cocktail from Arizona. In the state. So the Phoenicians did well. (laughs) Yeah. We can only assume it was one, two, three. Good way to look at it. (laughs) Because if you didn't win, you at least got second. For sure. And third. And it was a lot of fun well, putting it together. Well, congratulations, runner-ups. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. thank you. We should We're waiting have some for that plaque in the mail <laughs> any day now. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the winner. We don't know him, but uh, based on the, his Instagram feed, we know what the drink was and what was in it. And I'll say that some of the stuff we thought we should avoid weren't uh, issues, weren't hurdles to overcome because he did a couple things that I'm pretty sure we declared would be a bad idea just from a, um, a lot of our kind of process was based around the idea dinger that the winner is going to be featured at their like a festival. So it's going to be batched and served and you have to present and support some big number. It was going to be a lot of people. So stuff like 
anything with egg white was going to be out. Anything that involved smoking a drink was going to be out. Uh, we were fairly sure muddling would be out, but that proved to be wrong, and we'll get into that later. And something I was thinking, and I don't know, maybe you can cut in right after this, about how I was worried and still ultimately used green chartreuse, and I thought perhaps certain products would be disqualifying because they don't want to bring in other brands into their celebration. But that also proved to be incorrect. Is that a valid concern? No. I think the only... I mean, when I did a couple bar, uh, competitions, you know, one was brand specific. So I actually did a little research and found, you know, used other brands that the same company owned. Right. And we kind of went down that path, but they didn't have any. Right. I mean, the, a company like this, they're just making whiskey. You're going to put in another one right. of their whiskeys? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, then that's the, you know, the, the, obviously this is to showcase the Four Roses bourbon. So. It's harder in this situation, but definitely when you get into like, you know, branded competitions, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to say that my drink also was good, but maybe it wasn't. And maybe they just chose mine because I had two or three other of their same. Yeah. You know, of brands that they owned. I mean, it's playing, so. playing the game. I think that's all part of it. Right. Um, for some companies, some competitions, I, I would say that definitely plays a factor. And But uh, for something like this, it's, you're making it at home. It's the home bartender. You can't expect one house to only have right. one brand. I mean, you're, you're targeting, you know, and then we talked about general consumption. So I think you have to have it open. And then to that point, we talked about whether or not ingredients that would be more readily available to home right. bartenders played a factor. So instead of doing a particular simple syrup, I just did maple syrup yeah. because I thought like a home bartender may be hurting for something and just look in the fridge and there's some maple syrup. So that might've helped. Right. I would say ultimately they're trying to promote the brand and promote yeah. and target the general consumers. So, you know, something that is more approachable, something that can be marketed easier um, with known ingredients yeah. as opposed to you coming with this, you know, this oddball liqueur that's produced in the Alps of Patagonia. <laughs> yeah. Well, so to that point, then chartreuse, I don't How common do you think that is even among home bartenders? I think that's pretty common. Pretty I mean, common? I think that, I mean, look at it where will, you can get it. Look at liquor yeah. stores. It's not like you don't have to go to a niche, niche store just to find it. It's pretty much available yeah. everywhere. It's available for sure. It's just, I don't know many people that own it. Can you get it at grocery? No. no like it's not, not, at, not a not like major a, chain fries, Safeway. It's not like a Kroger. And I would you get out a total winer. Well, yeah, the big yeah, box. The big box liquor, liquor stores, store, but, but not a. And I think even, and it's kind of funny because stuff Woe and I outlined as things we should avoid, we kind of went for anyways because ultimately we decided to submit drinks that we really liked. Oh, you do, yeah. Because even if it was, say, add in um, grapefruit liqueur, there's multiple brands, but mm -hmm. there's very few true substitutes for green chartreuse so you're kind of being really brand specific on that right yeah anyways my thought was just even if it's widely available i don't know how much how common it is in home bars 
And on top of that, it's a little bit pricier. That's why uh, just for the average home bartender, they might not spend what what's the 750 a green chartreuse here like 60ish yeah but in general i agree the it's def i i took it as they're definitely just trying to promote four roses bourbon um and not the whole profile or you know the of what they what that company encapsulates or anything like that so did you have to submit like your instagram tag or your social media tags no i don't believe so so there was no way of them like they don't necessarily know if you're if you have a presence or not. Influencer, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Good. This is a good question, but no, they. Uh, I think it was just your yeah. email or something like that, because you just had to submit, you know, your story a little bit about what uh, what influenced you or inspired you, I should say, to mm-hmm. make the drink. You know, I tied it to the story. Honestly, I can't. Remember. I don't know if I really remember. It was a little bit of a bullshitting to to tie in the hundred and thirty year. To be fair, it's not that I'm just, you know, five minutes before deadline just came up with something. I did the research about the about Four Roses and the story behind the company, the origins, all that stuff. I just tried to figure out how I could tie what I liked to that as opposed to, I don't know if they would have liked this more, but creating my drink from the story. You see what I mean? Right. No, I, I, I created I mean, my drink first and then tried to tie it back. Yeah, to the story. Right. That's exactly. what I mean by bullshitting. Yeah. And don't listen to me when I say that. I'm I won't. A, I'm a complete fucking hypocrite <laughs> because the one of the best competitions or the farthest I got in a competition, I submitted my recipe. And then over the next like three or four weeks, created a story around right. my ingredients. Yeah. I did research and found ways to tie product into the uh, um, into the brand and, you know, different I chose this flavor because of this part of this, you know, and I, I had no idea. I just was a huge procrastinator and <laughs> you know, submitted probably like minutes before the deadline. So, And then a couple other points that we kind of focused in on is would they like you messing with their spirit as in doing like a wash or doing an infusion? Would that steer you in the wrong direction because they want theirs front and center and not modified in any way. And I'm certainly not asking you to speak for them. I'm just curious right. for someone who's gone through the process and has a better idea of, or what they've seen kind of influence results. Yeah. My experience is that you all, you know, whatever, this is a four roses bourbon competition. So you got to taste four roses bourbon. Right. Right. You know, if you're doing a gin competition, whatever you put in it, you really want to still be able to taste that through. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, these things are marketing tools. Right. They want to reach a bigger demographic and find a way that, um, you know, they can sell more bottles. Well, what's funny about that is um, it still works because even though we lost, you know, I tagged, I, I posted my picture because part of the submission, you know, we mentioned that you didn't have to submit your your social media handles or anything like that you just submitted but you could so it's like optional i don't think i don't think it was was a real basic form on online right and it was the story the recipe and um a picture and so uh you know i i we took pictures obviously of the of our final product Micah being the expert photog <laughs> that he is, you know, they looked really nice. We we actually made them, I think, look really good. Yeah, uh, I, I 
thought that even if my drink was like good, not great, that our photography was going to actually get us like one more yeah, level yeah. above. And on a personal note, when I posted like, ah, we didn't win, but it was fun doing it. And I, I enjoy my drink and St. George is one of the, uh, ingredients, uh, their coffee liqueur is one of their ingredients. And they said, sounds like a winner to us. So I felt like ah, I still won go. because yeah. it's one of my favorite distilleries. So to get a shout out from Got them their was attention. still good. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I, that goes to my point. It's still the marketing aspect of it still worked, you know, because I posted to all 400 of my followers, you <laughs> yeah. know, just cause I'm out there and influencing big time. by someone, I forget who it was. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. There was a couple that actually that took it. Oh, it was the but uh, the, the bitters. There's the, the local oh, bitters yeah. company that I used reposted. Uh, reposted. It's a good looking picture, you know. Credit to Micah. We took time and made some nice ice and real like, nice ice. Yeah, real, real good looking ice. Um, but with roses in it, right? Yeah, that's right. A rose. You guys playing it. How did you not win? <laughs> that's a great question. Well, <laughs> you're gonna well, taste the drink shortly. Taste the drink first, and then you can tell me why I didn't win. I actually have a theory as to why I did not. And I, is it, none of none of which is my fault, obviously. Uh, yeah. Did you do a wash though? I did. You did. Speaking of, let's let's take a quick break. We're gonna mix up Woe's drink. We'll drink and discuss. Yep. We will. Uh, we'll be right back. I'll go ahead and make it up. Make these drinks. Do it. All right, we're back. Whoa, mix us up a little something. Give us a quick breakdown of what we're about to drink. Well, I'll just do it in the ounces that I used, actually. Um, I did for this one and a half ounces of uh, Four Roses single barrel bourbon, but I did a fat wash on it. So brown butter uh, wash on it. So I basically just took some butter, uh, reduce that down just to like the brown bits that are the best bits <laughs> that make your whole house smell delicious and like uh, melted butter. So you take that, um, mix it with the bourbon, shake it, make sure all those like f uh, leftover fat molecules really kind of get in the bourbon. And then I froze it. And so when it freezes, it all will rise to the top. And so I let that sit for about 24 hours and then uh, just poured out and strained out any bits of the, of the um, butter wash itself, the fat. So uh, one and a half ounces of the brown butter bourbon, ha uh, three quarter ounce of plantation pineapple, Stiggins, what is that? Is that what it is? Stiggins yep. Fancy Pineapple. Mm -hmm. A delicious pineapple rum that I highly recommend to anybody. If you ever see it, try it, get your hands on it. And uh, a third ounce of maple syrup. I highly recommend that if you use maple syrup in your cocktails to go a little bit of the higher grade, B or A, if you, if you have it. So, you know, maybe not the Mrs. Butterworth stuff. I'm not really knocking it because I grew up on it, but uh, for cocktails, I think you get that real true true maple flavor, um, and it plays really well, especially with rum drinks. That, and then a couple dashes of an aromatic bitters, but I used, instead of like the typical uh, Angostura that you might see, the yellow cap, I used a local brand, which is a Mikasa. It's AZ Bitters Lab, so if you are in Arizona, then AZ Bitters Lab has a couple uh, different flavors 
but they do uh, really good work, I think. I think the Mikasa one, I used it because I feel like I get a little bit more cinnamon yeah. uh, in it than, than, say, like your Angostura. So I kind of just like the way it played in with this drink. Did that with a little bit of a, an orange zest on it, and uh, that's it. Stirred drink, not shaken. All righty. Let's get All right. cheers in here real quick. Big reach. Solid. Hey. All right. The butter wash on this bourbon was amazing. Like that, I just want in a glass on its own, let alone this delicious concoction that you got here. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, I really <laughs> I like your drink. So it's, I'm not just blowing smoke up your behind. <laughs> when we, well, so when we recorded the first part of this, we were kicking around some ideas and this was not one of them. I think, uh, I actually don't even remember, to be honest, what what my original couple of recipes that I had in mind were. But uh, I think we just, after we recorded that, we, we, for an hour or two at your house, were just mixing up with whatever you had there and and just tried this. And I think we yeah. both thought, I think we both, as soon as we tasted it, our reaction was like, oh, this is, this is done. I, I, it doesn't matter if it's, a difficult to replicate in terms of doing the the, the brown butter fat wash, or uh-huh. if it's hard to find, you know, the fancy pineapple uh, plantation. I just really liked it, so I wasn't going to compromise <laughs> my yeah. principles. Nor should you. <laughs> no, it was so really tasty. You, how did you do this the first night? Then, when you were R and Ding, if you did, you do the whole bu- the butter wash, or did you already have it? I had already. Because you were thinking about I, it. I had already done a uh, a brown butter wash. Um, and I had was thinking of using that in a different way, or the original oh. recipes I had were not with this with this rum. The big just, no, but the butter wash four roses you had already done that. Yes, oh. when we were R and Ding, yeah, I had done you that, just, and, and you I did it just for this competition, or do you always yeah. have? No, I did it for this competition. Butter well, so bourbon at your house. I when I tasted depending on the time of the year, yeah, you know. <laughs> the single barrel. I thought caramel and vanilla kind of came out in it real strong, and so. I tried to play off that a little bit, and I thought the brown butter wash would would go really well with this particular uh, iteration of Four Roses. So that's kind of what inspired that. But to be fair, I also did like a peach pecan infusion. I, oh, I tried a couple things. Yeah. I had a couple things available that I was that I was messing with. Right. I had not dedicated myself to the brown the butter wash. Yeah, that was specifically takeaway from the. R&Ds that it had to include the butter wash because mm-hmm. that was a definite winner. So you, you're the resident expert. What what are your thoughts of this drink? What would you do to improve it? If anything, probably not. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a liar. I can take a dinger. You tell me what's um, wrong with no, it. No, I don't think that. I, I mean, I think the flavors are really good. I think that if it stays a stirred drink, I think it needs more bitter notes to it. I think that with the, you know, you've got three really rich ingredients. You've butter. got butter, the uh, fancy pineapple stiggins, and you have maple syrup, right? So those, those are three like really kind of rich and, and big flavors. And so you have to like t- to find a little, I mean, you have the aromatic bitters, right? You have a little bit of oils from the, the orange peel, the citrus, but I think that there needs to be a little something 
extra to cut those three rich flavors. I think that no, it's that's... good, and I think that the flavors work. I think that it is balanced, but I think that it's uh, – I would not order a second just because of the richness. Not because of the flavors, but because of the richness. See, that's good feedback to know. I think throwing lemon juice and shaking it would do a lot because you're adding – citrus component to cut through some of those sugars but the sugars are so bold they're going to stay there's they'll still be there yeah they're still going to come through so but you're just like you're adding a little acid like there's there's body to it right like when you take a drink of this it's viscous mm -hmm. you know spirit sugar acid and bitter are generally the four components to a cocktail right and so when you have those all balanced together sometimes you know, you need to find out what's missing in them. Not that anything's missing. I'm just saying. I feel like everything you just said could be copy and pasted for a critique on my drink. But at least in my defense, I don't know what Woe's little write-up was, but mine was the last drink of the night. So when you say you're not going to order another one, you weren't supposed to, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wasn't supposed to? Yours? Well, no, no he's saying his is supposed to be a oh. nightcap. Yeah, woes is all error by being too rich. Mine was intentional. <laughs> all I heard is this is the best damn drink you've ever had. No, it's good. And I, I think there's different ways you could go. You could also, um, like if you don't want to shake it, if you want it to be a stirred drink, then I think maybe you don't need the maple syrup. Maybe because the richness of the butter, washed bourbon, and the Stiggins pineapple, maybe we go with the more aromatic bitters and maybe a different sugar. Maybe like a Demerara because Demerara plays well with the rum. It plays mm -hmm. well with bourbon. Add something or even do like a flavored. I mean, for you, like this is a home bartending competition and not too many home bartenders are fat washing their bourbon. I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that was a downfall. Well, so, okay. So now I'll get to my, I, I kind of bit my tongue earlier. When we were talking about, uh, what they were looking, what you thought their criteria might be and why we lost. But, uh, now that you've tasted it, my conspiracy theory on this <laughs> is that one, I felt like it's a, it is pretty good drink. I think your feedback's really good. And now I, I really just want to go home and try throwing in some lemon and shaking it. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking along the same lines, like, I wonder if they're going to look at this and be like, is this guy really a home bartender? Like, you know, are you not, giving yourself a lot of credit. I, that's, well, that's what I said, you know, <laughs> fat washing and stuff. But more importantly than the fat washing thing, because I was also thinking that that could hurt me in the sense of they wanted to duplicate this and serve it at a exactly. big function. And, and, and to market it to yeah. other home bartenders who didn't win, but who right. followed the competition and see what happened, uh, you know. Yeah, it's no are, longer are like just go and buy our. Of them going to be like, well, yeah, it's watch, it's no like, longer but, like but, you know you can just go buy this four roses single barrel, mix it like this to have a great drink. It's like, you have to go buy this and do, fat wash and all exactly, stuff. Yes. Um, exactly. So that's kind of what I meant. I wasn't trying to toot my own horn too yeah, much. Yeah, I know exactly what you. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other reason, it, a bigger conspiracy theory than that one is. I feel like the distribution on the plantation pineapple has completely fallen off. Like at least here in, in Arizona, I have not been able to find it in the past six, seven months. And even some of the cocktail places I would go that would have it on their menu, a, a, a cocktail with 
the plantation pineapple, I'd say, oh, they have it. I, I want to try whatever the cocktail is. And they would say, oh, we actually can't make that right now because we can't get a hold of plantation pineapple. That's current that this happened? Yeah, like to, a week ago I went to and they had plantation pineapple margarita and they couldn't make it because they didn't have it. Yeah. I have heard certain things. Sometimes certain marks get kind of allocated to either on-prem or off, you know, at being allocated to certain types of accounts because of the usage. So you can't get it because you don't have the wholesale. I don't have enough followers. I'm not an influencer. Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, that was my big theory, especially once restaurants, I couldn't get it at restaurants. Um, Not to belabor this point or anything, but on Instagram, you know, following, I was following Plantation Rummer, looking at some of their posts, and they had a couple posts and a whole story about how they were, had all these people making a whole new batch of the pineapple rum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe this is because they've been getting complaints. Anyway, so great feedback. I am going to try that and, you know, put it on my menu. I think that that's a wrap on my drink. All right. Your turn, Micah. You want to uh, service your nightcap? Yeah, we will uh, take a quick break and have a new drink. All right, we are back. We got Micah's drink in front of us now. Uh, we didn't really do a. We didn't really describe mine. It was kind of like a. It looked like a bourbon color. Yours is darker though. I'm assuming because of the darker. coffee liqueur. So from the top, I name mine the long finish because as I stated before, this is supposed to be your last drink. So all that richness BS criticism, totally planned. You can cram it up your cram hole. Right. Anyways, this is my drink, the long finish. It's an ounce and a half of the single barrel Four Roses, one ounce of St. George coffee liqueur. Always go with St. George because it's my favorite coffee liqueur. A half ounce of green chartreuse and a half ounce of quality maple syrup. It is a nightcap. Ooh, we got another maple syrup. We do. All right. So here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Viscous mouth feel. We have to say it in every episode. Now yes, we did. mouth feel. Yeah, definitely mouth feel there. Um, assuming that the majority of, I mean, because I'm sure Four Roses got a ton of submissions um, for this competition. I don't think they made every single drink. No, they um, uh, it, they outlined that in the in the rules. They first or whatever. go off idea and what sounds like it would be good, and then they might do. Like and the they final s- 10 or something? Yeah, they set a number, I think. Okay. I don't remember what it was. But they so did they'll, set they'll do that. a process of elimination. Yes. Had to look I, good on paper, basically. I know that you got either second or third place. We, we <laughs> right. already discussed yeah. that. Right. We know but that for sure. I feel like, I mean, looking at these three bottles next to each other, and if I saw this in print in a cocktail, I would my first reaction would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just... I, I mean, it's out there. It's out there ingredients. And, and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I there's like maybe this is known that these three ingredients are like, of course, they go well together. Um, but my my gut reaction is gross. But this is really good. <laughs> well, thank you. I See, think, my, my gut reaction had I and I think Woe said this at one point, if he saw it on the menu, it would be, well, I like those things. It's not what I would have thought of, but. I gotta try it. And I would, yeah, I would question things. I don't know if I would try it. Really? I'd, I'd maybe like raise the question and be like, 
all right, man, like, really? Is this good? But I mean, <laughs> isn't that the thing, right? Like, it's so kind of out there that you would you would make it just because you'd be like, okay, well, he had to have made it and tried it. And so right. it's, <laughs> he didn't just submit something randomly. So let's see if it's yeah. any good. Say, I mean, same thing, like if it was on a cocktail menu, particularly at a cocktail bar, which right, if you, you know, know what they we're assuming what that is a, like a legit cocktail bar, um, then I would think, the same thing. I would I would think that these ingredients are not that these ingredients would not pair well together. But if they're putting them together on the menu, then they must have figured some sort of secret, you know, secret combo that I'm not aware of. So yeah, I would order it. I would definitely order it at a bar. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I think, and yours was good too, Mike. Thanks. I wasn't too worried about mine, but thanks. <laughs> now I'm a little worried. But yeah. <laughs> now I feel like mine's behind Micah's, but. No, based on my reaction, it might seem that way. I think they're both really good drinks. Um, I think I'm reacting this way because I expected this to not be a good drink. Even after? No, like I trust you. (laughs) I trust you, and I knew it was going to be a good drink. But like I said, just my initial reaction to seeing these three ingredients is like a little hesitant. Like I'm a little scared. I'll take Um, that. That makes sense. When I first tried it, I tasted coffee and chartreuse over anything. Yep. I, it was hard for me to pull the four roses. Now that I think it might be diluting a little bit, I'm for some reason tasting a little more of the, the bourbon. So I think maybe like it could be dialed in a little bit more to where you get a little more bourbon. Right. That might bring it to where it's not just a nightcap. This drink for sure fits end of the night. You've got the flavors that you would only need one. Um, but if you bring in more bourbon and have the coffee and the chartreuse be a little more subtle, then maybe it could be like a more to the masses or not to the masses, but drinking more of them. Um, and then the only other, the only other thing I would say, you had mentioned when I made a comment about Mike's of adding citrus and shaking it, you mm-hmm. said maybe yours would be the same. I don't think that that would do it. I think that might ruin the drink, but I think that just even a lemon peel Right in the aromatics disc- oil, right? Because the nose on this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not not it's not bad, but it is hard. Right, you, you smell don't. more. You like it's just the way that they're coming together. It almost smells like I don't want to say like maybe musty. Okay, a little bit just because of the chartreuse and the coffee. So I think like just like a bright lemon. Twist. In the description and the picture, it it was uh, expressed orange and peel. Now lemon, as you say, it probably lemon. makes more sense. But uh, also, I didn't bring any any uh, yeah. garnishes. Oh, so your submission was with citrus? Yeah, orange okay. orange peel. Orange, yeah, because orange and chocolate, and the coffee's right. got like the chocolatey thing. But I would totally be open to lemon. I would, yeah, I'd try both and and see. Yeah, that actually makes Element. me think of um, trying to think it. It's a little different, but there, it's a coffee uh, variation of like a Negroni. I think it's like a mezcal coffee liqueur, but there's a, a it, if you get a really good lemon zest on it, it, the flavor with the lemon zest, like when you take a sip is phenomenal because of how the coffee and the lemon. And I, when yeah. I make that, when I made that the first time I was thinking, ah, eh, I don't know if that'll be how good that'll be. But I remember thinking well, you that know, coffee a lot of times like that. a shot of espresso is served with lemon twist. Yeah, that's right? true. You know, that, that lemon oil and. But I agree with that. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add. Dinger's the expert, but I would say 
I had a hard time pulling out the bourbon as well at the beginning. The very first. And and as it diluted, as it kind of uh, all started to blend together a little bit more, you can, you you find the the bourbon foundation a little bit, but uh, chartreuse and anything is obviously going to be, it's going to hit you. What are the ratios? And I think, well, that's what I was just about to say, because I'm a big fan of doing equal parts, main spirit, everything else yeah Yeah. and but i kind of bumped it up so it's an ounce and a half of the bourbon half chartreuse half maple one ounce of coffee which makes sense i mean you can still get a lot of chartreuse with it so yeah it doesn't take much yeah i could have dialed it back to a half i mean a quarter there's definitely room to push stuff around to see what works better but this is what i landed on it's good it's way better than woes (laughs) i guess i got third yeah (laughs) i was trying to remember what i named mine i named it i named it the kentucky brown betty oh Um, brown betty right we we were trying to get on the kentucky heritage kind of thing and like the brown betty was kind of a we found it in an article somewhere yeah i guess well i think you mentioned it the apple brown betty i think is a dessert that has similar profiles with uh, cinnamon and brown butter and like you know a lot of butter in it and so instead of apple and using apples, obviously, I just because it's bourbon, I just swapped Kentucky out for that. My other idea for the name that I kind of wish I'd gone with, gone with was rum is good, bourbon is butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should have done that. It's probably <laughs> lost. But, you know what uh, I just was thinking about? You're talking about that apple cinnamon recipe. Um what if you like maybe try that instead of the pineapple rum with like an apple brandy? I know. I th- as I was looking at this, I was thinking, no wonder it's so rich. It's kind of so similar to a dessert, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, an apple brandy in there, like a Laird's, yeah, or uh, some sort of Calvados or something. I think more to play with. And then maybe you could keep it stirred, right? Because I think an apple brandy is going to be less rich than the Stiggins fancy pineapple. Do you guys want to talk at all about the winning entry? So the winner of it all is a fellow Arizona resident, Will Mejia. Uh, He came up with the peach rose. And so according to his post, it is uh, a quarter of a yellow peach um, that you'll bundle. Three quarter ounce simple syrup, three quarter ounce lemon juice, one ounce, four roses, single barrel, I feel like that was probably a, a big chunk of the submissions is the single barrel. I think that's uh, probably the best of their lineup. And one ounce of Pims and a splash of ginger beer. Garnish with a lemon and basil. Fresh so basil. I would say. Basil. That's what he said. Okay. So I would say this. Well, peach basil, yeah. I mean, preface of it, I did make one of these. And so while did I. You? Yeah. We should have made it for. It would have been a good idea to have one right now, but so. I have not made one. Having said that, I made this. It is delightfully refreshing and super crushable because you will go through these. Mm, And it was delightful. It's a good, that's a good point. It's a good thing to bring up. Yeah, it is. Crushable. Uh, You know, Four Roses is going to pick a drink that somebody drinks one at the end of the (laughs) night or somebody, you know. Can make several, batch them, whatever. Mm -hmm. Question for you, Micah. How could how 
present was the bourbon in this because on ratio alone, it's a smaller component than I think both of our drinks. And that does. So when we were, we were hashing these things out and some of it, we talked kind of off mic and I would have thought for sure anything muddled was out because of the, the mass quantities that they would have had to make for the thing. And I thought you could do another spirit or liqueur, but it had to have been like a smaller component. So the fact that there's one ounce of the bourbon and one ounce of Pims threw me off. But then because it's the single barrel, it's a little punchier. Right. So I think you can get away with a one one ounce, one ounce match of the Yeah, because Pims is just a, a cordial. I don't know the proof on Pims. Yeah, it can't be much. 25%, yeah, 30%. Percent. Low 20s. <clears throat> yeah. So then it made sense. And I guess so I'm just uh, the muddling surprised me. So I think that, you know, if you're going to make it at home, muddling's not a problem. No, and, not at you all. Know, the only factor of that is when you're doing a big festival, which I think right. was something yeah, that and, the winner got and to And maybe do. I weighed that in too much. There's ways to get around stuff like that. When you're batching a drink. Could like, you do, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but could you just do a little bit of a peach liqueur or something like that? Would that No, what I would really do need? is I would take a bunch of peaches, maybe like lightly smash them and then do an infusion. To bring the flavor in. Or like a puree. You know, you and you might actually really... be able to bring more peach in that way. Because yeah. if, if the alcohol is going to sit and extract, or you can do it really quick, mm-hmm. you know, because the alcohol is going to extract a lot of that flavor and, and grab a hold of it yeah. you know, pretty quickly. So there's ways to like, your recipe for batching is different than your recipe of making one single drink for a person. Oh, you don't have to tell us. We batch the shit out of (laughs) yeah. You guys did for your wedding. We know all about for a lot of that. You know, like the bitter component is different. (laughs) Right. You can't just take if you got three dashes of bitters in one cocktail. You can't make for a hundred guests and say, "Oh, I need three hundred. It might be too much. Right. Right. So you have to kind of like you know work as you go and make sure that the flavor that your final single cocktail. So the, I think like, you know, maybe threw yourself off a little bit with thinking too heavy into yeah. winning. <laughs> well, when I win, I'm going to have to batch this. Right. While still in my bitter mode after losing. So. <laughs> but you, what? Runner, you guys got runner up. That's right. You guys tied for runner up. Remember? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know if we said the winner got to go to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Yeah. And batch, the runner up. We were just talking about batching. And you know what the runner up got? To record this podcast. And look at the Instagram <laughs> posts from the guy who went to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Yeah, how was it? Looked great. Looked like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys Next did a time. great job. We'll wait Thanks, 10 buddy. years. I'm sure they'll do another one at 140. We just need to figure year. out we'll a way. We'll find out other brands that might be doing uh, That's true another. because there you brought it more to our attention. So keep your eyes who up. Did? Didn't you? Did you guys find this? I found it from Woe, and I thought he said you did. I think I sent. I might have sent it in a tech. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, we'll give you credit. What the hell? Yeah, why not? Sweet, thanks, buddy. But I do think there should be more of these. Mostly, we could do our own. One because, well, actually, this this I have another point. But my first point is one because it's fun. Obviously, for us, gives us some yeah some material to chat about. Right. It's uh, I guess I have three points. Two is. It's free marketing for uh, the spirit or the brand or whatever that is putting it on because how much work could it really take? I mean, they had one extra person at the festival, I guess. And we joked before that, like, bottom line, they sold at least three more bottles of their single <laughs> barrel than they would have normally because it, it's, it wasn't one on my list. National competition. How many submissions do you think they got? Thousands. 
Right. I would, you think? Yeah. I, don't I would think so. love I, to know I, the numbers. Think so? I wouldn't think so. It is a little. How how would you? A thousand is not that much. I know I'm just is, saying. So, okay, this gets into my third point that I was about to make, which is I follow Home Bar Awards. Another, that's another uh, Instagram account. And they do, they put out monthly themes and take submissions over the course of a month and then judge them. And the winner gets uh, not a chip trip to Kentucky or anything. It's like a, a shaker or whoever, whatever company may have sponsored that month or something like that. I'm not sure. But I think they said their December uh, entries were around in the range of 200. And I was a little surprised by that. For I would have who? thought it was. It's for an Instagram account. It's an Instagram account that does home bar things. Maybe okay. uh, now to your so point, it's not it's for not roses for roses. Distillery. Yeah, it's not a major thing. Okay. But I would also say I feel like but both of you are right because I on my Instagram I follow some friends and then all booze related stuff and I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah. So while. It's a big company which could have a big pull at the same time someone who's actively searching out these sort of things. I didn't see it until you said, hey, look at this. The people that are going to find the Home Bar Awards things are also going to find the Four Roses. You you will get a few more of people that aren't really looking for Home Bar competitions or anything that might have entered the Four Roses competition. But I don't know how many more is my point. I want to know the numbers because I think it would be too. fun. Do you think you could search it? And more specifically... I don't think so. I think I mentioned this before, but I really want to know how many jackasses just said like four roses neat winner. My point of saying like how many submissions do they have? That's like for every submission, you would assume a bottle was purchased. You would right. assume. So yeah. just like posting a, a, a marketing page, you know, a flyer. But also to get the sales. Point. And then so like it's it's a total non-investment, huge marketing tool long story short second and third place present right and <laughs> one through three all in arizona that's pretty impressive that is impressive yeah. right i mean go, they probably fun. made a note of that somewhere yeah, on their website for sure um so congratulations to will let's take the next competition i will say that it was actually nice to see phoenix represent yeah absolutely. you know i don't i don't know if Phoenix is typically thought of in terms of like real big on the cocktail scene na nationally, well should be. Yeah, I mean it should be. You're right, but I'm just saying I don't know. I, I'm not it, from the industry standpoint, right. you know. So, um, yeah, I think Phoenix uh, on the professional side of the business is definitely recognized on a national level. So, big ups to the Phoenix cocktail scene. Well. And now you home bartenders taking one, two, three. It's just, it's great. <laughs> I know, All right? Well, thank you for listening. You can find us all over the internet. We've got alwaysparched.com. We've got alwaysparched on Instagram. You can find all sorts of fun pictures. We got always parched on Facebook. We put, we, we talked a lot about recipes, obviously a couple yep. very specifically. So we will go ahead and post all those on show notes and on the website. So go ahead and check those out because in case you missed them or anything like that, probably post some of the pictures that we took of these yeah. that are of our submissions. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Stay parched. Keep hydrating. Ooh, I, like keep, I like keep hydrating better, but stay parched. Oh,
You should have put 130 ingredients in your Ooh. cocktail. One for that each That would have been fantastic. And one for each cheer. Yeah. One milliliter of this. Right. <laughs> one milliliter of this. A whisper of that. <laughs> Just open the bottle near the drink. Right. Waft it. it. Yes. <laughs> and some of it we talked kind of... So unprofessional. <laughs> All right, let me. Can you do it? No, I can't. I'm so jealous. This is going to make the uh, <laughs> end of credit. <laughs> Stop rubbing it in. All right, here you go. Shut your face. Yeah. We all know you can do it. He's going to slap you. <laughs>